I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. We run our houses like businesses. So why not have a standard operating procedure on how you do things and when you do things just like your business? Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, a podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 113. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about the three things you need to know to keep your family and business on a routine, which I think we all can benefit a little bit on learning on. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? I'm going back to an oldie, but a goodie, uh, the Down East Cider, the original. Um, we were out the That's other night and I hadn't ordered one in a while and I had one at the bar and I was like, mm, definitely going to pick some of this up. So just uh, going with my, my go-to there. Well, I uh, have been, so tomorrow is St. Patrick's day and um, I am, I love shamrock shakes. <laughs> never had and one. I, but- I don't know why I love them probably more than any of the other shakes that McDonald's has had in the past. But like, I, I actually can't have them. I have a lactose sensitivity that I've developed over the years. So it has been a good couple of years since I have indulged in one of these, which is probably for the best. But as a pregnant woman who doesn't have a lot of opportunity to indulge in much else, uh, Alex got on his phone the other night because I had, a, I, he said to me, he goes, is there anything I can get you? And I was like, the only thing I want right now is a shamrock shake and I can't have it. And he's like, wait a second. And he went on his phone and he looked it up and he figured out the recipe and how I could make it vegan, even though I'm not vegan. It's just, you know, dairy free. Um, So I went out and bought some vanilla ice cream that was coconut based, um, not lactose no lactose in or anything went out and got that and some mint extract and i had my almond coconut milk and you you can add a, the green food coloring but i just don't bother because yeah what's really, the point doesn't add anything but what i add is miniature chocolate chips and i mm. put it all in the blender and i blend it on up I actually had one last night and I put a couple too many chocolate. I mean, I don't think there's really such a thing as too much chocolate, but all the chocolate chips have like, I didn't ground them up enough oh, yeah, so to the bottom. Some. Yeah. Yeah. So womp womp. Mm. That was my, that's my situation these days. It. Is <laughs> Sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yes. It, and then now I'm craving another one and I only think I have like one or two more servings stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to do it sparingly. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, getting back to what we're going to be discussing. So we are going to discuss the three things you need to know to keep your family and business on a routine with Heather Greco of Chaos and Cookies. We would like to let our audience to know that this, um, you know, is a little different from your regular business conversation. Um, a lot of what Heather is talking about was born out of personal experience, a very, um, you know, upsetting personal experience in a lot of ways and we just really appreciate her candor and honesty with us and how she developed these but that being said there's so much to take from um, what she had to say so we hope you will enjoy our conversation 
Heather Greco is a p- productivity coach, a busy mom of three, and the founder of Chaos and Cookies. After gaining 10 plus years of experience as a director of marketing, helping build multiple six and seven figure businesses, she created the Chaos Control System to equip moms to overcome their own objections so they can live the life they want to live. Amen to that. (laughs) She also works with new business owners to help simplify systems to get their business up and running. Today, she's going to share her three things you need to know to keep your family and business on a routine. Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. We are excited to have you. Well, before we get into um, what I'm sure a lot of people want to hear about those three things, this is cocktails and content creation. So we must start off with what are you drinking today? So typically I will be drinking red wine is kind of my go-to, but if I had to do, I'm kind of on like the espresso martini like train right now. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I kind of choose between those two. My neighbor made a restaurant quality espresso martini a couple Ooh. weeks ago. We went out to dinner. They're like, oh, come over for a nightcap. And he made oh. fabulous espresso martinis. And I was like, okay, this is this is amazing. I didn't even know if people did that anymore. Come over for a nightcap. Like, that's fantastic. I don't have friends like that. Well, they're also like early 20s. <laughs> oh. So we're like, we're like the old folks now that go oh, hang out with goodness. the young ones. So, we don't have I'm pretty much chugging it out of the bottle because <laughs> I have a minute after they go to bed. I'm like, why make more dishes? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> See, here I am sitting thinking to myself, alcohol and caffeine together is just not a good mix for me anymore. Nope, nope, no. Okay, now I understand. All right. Well, we gave uh, a little bit of uh, who you are, where you've come from, but in your own words, tell us your journey and what it is that you do. Yeah, so um, I am a mom of three young ones are all under 10. And you have to get creative with, you know, how you get things done and try not to lose your mind at the same time. And so um, I have a health and wellness background. And after leaving the legal industry um, to stay home with my kids, um, I got, you know, ants in my pants, couldn't really not work anymore. I could not not work. Right. And so um, I got back into health and wellness and started a um, in with this virtual health and wellness program. And as I was teaching these women and some men, um, how to, you know, learn new habits and get healthy and feel better. It was, uh, evident that they were, had all the intentions of doing that, but didn't have the time or didn't know where to fit it in with everything else. Because it's like, yes, now you've given us the tools on what to do, but I don't have the bandwidth. And so I thought that there was a need there to create chaos and cookies, which is you know, how to be more productive and make more time for mom, uh, where, whatever that may be, like going out to dinner with your friends or just working on your business, but creating a system, uh, to help navigate all of those things that you want while serving your family and yourself. And so chaos and cookies came to be, and, um, I created a chaos control system, which is like a manual for your home because, uh, I was, focusing more on uh, people that had businesses or had just been starting a business. And so really keeping that in the business, you know, lane, it was, you know, we run our houses like businesses. So why not have a standard operating procedure on how you do things and when you do things just like your business 
and how you pay bills and, and run your accounts and, you know, all those things. So it just makes sense to put it on paper where then you can essentially bring in help or employees or whatever have you without putting more stress on you to train or, you know, communicate. So what point did you, did you like figure this out within your own family that you needed to come up with this process to help you handle the chaos? So, um, to speak candidly, really, I was not in the best marriage. I was in a very unpredictable, chaotic uh, environment, and uh, so to speak, to keep it, you know, reading between the lines there. And so I was trying to navigate whether I should stay or go. And, you know, everyone with kids probably faces that whole, you know, stay for the kids, not for the kids. But um, they were so young. I wasn't working. And I wanted to also empower myself into getting all of my information that I needed from my ex-spouse because sometimes, or a lot of times we make, you know, excuses for why we stay. And it's like, well, we can't leave because they do X, Y, Z. And I don't know how to do that because they always handle that. So when, but I, I did everything with the kids and everything with the house minus maybe some financials, insurance, and those types of things, which quite frankly, is not my my forte or my strength because I just never really had to do them. And so I wanted to empower myself and create this system where I knew where all the bank accounts and where things landed and when things were due and really have a full comprehensive you know, system. So then I could one, empower myself to say, all right, I have all this information. Am I staying in this because I need that? Or now I have it, I can now eliminate it and now look at it and say, why am I saying now? And so really empowering myself to give me the tools to make a very clear cut decision and really clear my path and know that I could function without that. Because when you are navigating your daily tasks and duties and children, and then you have this other thing with your partner, that's not healthy and great. And then you're diving some other things um, quite literally and figuratively, you want to take, you want to take control of whatever it is you can. And me being able, information is knowledge. And so taking control of all the information I could, and that was really what drove me to get prepared and share that with others, because I feel like everyone's got that somehow, some way. That's a tough thing to share. And we really appreciate you doing that with us. And also it's such a, an interesting take to kind of look at it from that perspective when it comes to such an emotional decision like that. Um, and you, so you felt like it really gave you that, that information that you needed to finally make that, that call in life. Sure. And then I also thought like it could be a source of revenue for when, and if I needed to do that and pull the trigger that I could do it with my own money, my own account, no one would, uh, see it or know about it. And so it was also an avenue to create, um, an avenue for me and an outlet for me to feel like I am finally got something for myself and I wasn't being controlled or didn't have, um, a way to feel like, um, not so trapped. And so when you have children, you are only as good as you can be and they see what you, everything. And so you, I really wanted to also show my kids, like I'm working hard for something that I want. They might not have really understood exactly why I was doing it, but I worked hard. They got to, I modeled behavior that I wanted them to see, um, to try and negate the other behaviors and really try to 
you know, pave my own way and also show that um, if you can control what you can, I also live in a very regimented home. We had to be very predictable. I try to keep things predictable because when things you can't control happen, it will throw you. And if you don't have your ducks in a row, if you don't have processes in places where you know they'll work for you, mm-hmm. then you can at least take that brain, the weight off of your brain, knowing that that stuff's done. Like that self-sufficient, right. I've got systems in place where my kids can do X, Y, Z. We've got this timers, whatever. So I can deal with this a little bit more clearly and not freak out as much and more clear headed where we don't make as many mistakes, where we don't lose our crap on our kids (laughs) or anybody else. Right. So it really is about trying to control what you can and we can control more than we think. Well, I think that's a really great lesson that you taught your kids to be. I mean, I know that as kind I'm not a new mom per se, but I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm noticing more and more that my daughter likes structure, not something I even thought of that kids liked. Like I would have loved being able to bounce off the walls. I also came from a somewhat chaotic, uh, background, um, where there was one, you know, one, one person in the marriage was, uh, very unpredictable, just like you're talking about. Um, so when I thought of, when I think about how, Oh, I loved being able to just do whatever I kind of wanted to do. I'm noticing my daughter is much, you know, she likes routine. She likes knowing how long she's going to have to do something. So not only I think was that a great mom thing to do to help you, but I think that it also probably helped the kids through that transitional time. So, all right. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing that personal and, side of your just, life. Just to add to that too, just like adults, we like predictability. We make plans for reasons. Right. Kids like predictability too, because if they're safe, like they look to us and if we're not their safe space or we don't look like we know what we're doing, then they don't really feel good too. And they just want to be kids. And if you, even if you're just saying five more minutes or two minute warning, like we like to know what's coming mm-hmm. because we can come prepare ourselves, our systems, um, like internally and also our space externally. So if anything, you are able, we are planners. There are reasons why we plan vacations and have calendars. So them too, they just are a little bit, you know, they like predictability. They don't want to feel like they're not in control either. Oh no, totally. Like, you know, even, even like my step, my daughter's been sick the past couple of days and it's like, so she's been home a lot more and like not going to school and her other activities, but we've been trying to institute like, okay, so you're going to do this for this long and then you're going to take a nap. And then, you know, she's on the nebulizer because she's had, you know, problems with like pneumonia and stuff like that. So, okay. And then you're going to do the nebulizer and I walk her through the day and it's like, I get a lot less pushback when I have this kind of plan all set out and, uh, yeah, so I I completely get what yeah. you're saying in terms of the fact that we are planners and I like having a plan in place. I like it. I like it more and more as I get older. <laughs> um, all right. So now um, what are those three things that you have come up with that we need to do? We need to know to keep our families and businesses on a routine. So I'll I'll take that plan and, and expand on it for number one, which is having a plan is great but having some flexibility, flexibility, right? Rigid plans are great, right? But if you don't leave room for that plan to have life happen, like, you know, um, maybe the power went out and dinner isn't going to be right at 530. It's going to be more like 545, leaving some buffer and some 
some room and cushion for those unexpected things to happen um, and not get stressed about it. You know, if it's not to the T and you are like, oh, well, no, 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 because we only have this many time and this many times. So having a plan, but leaving room for flexibility and cushion, you know, you can't uh, control if someone pops in on you uh, at six o'clock in the afternoon when they're like stopping over. And then now you've got a 20 minute conversation that you didn't account for. So you just have to, um, for having a plan and having some sort of routine, leaving some space there. And I think that's in business as well. You have a business meeting that runs over a little bit, leave some space on your calendar for 15, 20 minutes. Don't go back to back to back to back. Cause then you're always going to be playing catch up. And the really big key about anything is being proactive and not reactive. So we want to allow that space for us to become proactive instead of reacting all day long. Um, so then we always feel like we're playing catch up and it's kind of negative. And then it doesn't, you know, then you're spinning your wheels all day, sit down. And you're like, I felt like I got nothing done when really you're just preparing or leaving room. So would this look like if you were to like plan out your day, like literally by the hour, maybe dinner would happen between a certain amount of time, right? Like, you know, you know, maybe like the the high end and the low end of the spectrum of the tolerance of the, when the kids need to eat, right? Like if we don't right. eat by seven, that's like, ideally we eat before seven or whatever. So, so like, yeah. Kids are so, hungry. Kids, yeah, yeah, exactly. I would, I would generally that. get hungry at like 5.30, but I'm going to make sure that if something, if that gets pushed back, like I still have up until seven to cook and prepare and deliver the meal. Right. So for, for instance, like time blocking is a really great tool to do. So I personally, if I know I have to pick the kids up or whatever, I time block to where like I block my calendar. No one can talk to me, do anything. Nothing will happen after two because it gives me a buffer that I have to go pick them up around three. I need to leave around two 30. So if it goes into my two o'clock, it's okay. It gives me time, but nothing new is coming. And then I, you know, when I know I have the, the kids all afternoon, you, you're not touching me till eight. And you time block because you know that the, that's like your swing window where all the things happen. But then, you know, dinner, for instance, your kids start getting hangry around 530 or maybe it's right after snack and you don't want to give them more because either they won't eat their dinner. So, yeah, keeping that space because what Friday, Saturday night, maybe you go eat dinner. There's a wait. You're not going to go try to get into a restaurant at seven o'clock when your dinner time is at seven, right? So you're like, okay, we're going to prep. We're going to get there between six and six 30. Hopefully we'll eat seven, seven 30. So you're in that six to eight window. So really just being reasonable with that because you can't control how maybe that restaurant's shut down and you have to go next door to a different one. And then kids don't eat Chinese food, you know? So just planning and prepping. Yes. Within that time window, I think would be a really great way to start. I've definitely been there where we've showed up at a restaurant at like, you know, that last section of when Ariel would usually, my daughter usually eats and they're like, oh yeah, it's going to be half an hour. And I'm like, great. Awesome. Up on <laughs> All right. Up mom, on crackers. Mom, mom fail right there. <laughs> been big on mom fails lately. Uh, okay. So flexibility, number one, which is, I think you're right. It's so important in both personal life and in business. What's number two? So I'm a really big believer in automation systems that work for you. Just like in our business. So if we're looking at our business systems, I love a good 
Zap, right? Zapier. So like if you're going to your website and you need that to automate an email, or if you got orders getting placed to create systems where you don't have to do as much, you know, let the systems work for you. Um, you know, create your email, create your, you know, all of your content and put it in a scheduling system, put it in there, let it work for you. So then it triggers it. You let it go. It works, you know, in the back of your head, yep, I'm good. I don't have to worry that my people aren't seeing it. I'm growing my business. And at the same time, let's put some automation into our house. I, um, my, I have three kids. We live in Texas. It's very unpredictable weather around this time of year because it's cold, it's hot, it's rainy, it's hailing, it's 70 one day and it's 30 the next. And so I don't want to have arguments with my children, which is where the proactivity comes up and trying to plan and leave room. So I have these things that um, hang from each of their closets and it has five little pockets, organizers, right? And it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And every Friday afternoon, if I have help, I'll usually have her do it or uh, Sunday, I'll do it before, before school. I'll look at the weather and activities for the week and put Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays outfits in there with whatever they would need. Maybe it's crazy sock day with the crazy socks in. Cause I don't want to be the mom fail. It's like, Oh, my own. Then I'm looking around and being reactive to finding fine crazy socks. Cause my kid claims she told me, but she really didn't. And so, you know, doing that whole thing. And so that way in the morning, the kids can get up, go to Monday, grab it, get dressed. It's already weather appropriate. It minimizes the you know, opportunities to have things go wrong. Like they come out in a tank top and it's freezing outside. And then you have to have that battle for 20 minutes. And now you're rushing out the door. So just implementing an automatic system where they know, I know automatically I need to do that every week before they go to school. And it creates a routine set, forget type of situation, right? So just like in our business, if there's a virus or a blip, or maybe the email didn't go, it's not going to be all the time, but you can at least, you know, know that it happens most of the time. That's, that is so funny because lately it's been a little unpredictable with the weather here and my daughter, all she wants to do is wear dresses. And it's like, I mean, usually in March it's, you know, in the forties or whatever, but we've had a couple of warmer days where I've been like, oh yeah, you can, you can wear the dress. And then the next day it's like legit, we've got a snowstorm coming and it's all right, let's put you in your snow boots. And sometimes there's a little bit of pushback. Um, so systems, yes, I need to be putting some more of those into our, into our own lives. I think I'm getting it with my business, but not there's some really great ideas right there. Okay. Now what is number three? So I, I live and die by my calendar guys. I do. I have an assistant that just runs my calendar. She actually yells at me and says, don't touch it. (laughs) Don't touch it. Cause if you were to see this calendar of mine, pull it up. It's all color coded. So I'm a really big color coder. I'm a very big fan of the kids. Who, how old is your daughter? She's uh, going to be four in May. So before, prior to reading, she's not reading quite yet. So colors are their friends. So all of my kids know their designated color. I don't change it no matter what, even if their favorite color isn't that color anymore. I don't care. You're designated. You will always be green. You will always be purple. You will always be red. And that is it. So when they see things on calendars, I have a, like, this is my calendar. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Wow. Hello rainbow. Yeah. And usually when I pull it up and people are like, are you available? I'm like, let me look. They're like, whoa. 
So that's one full calendar right there, it, just for the is. people that I can't put, see it. Yeah, it's kind of hard because I have a blurred background, but um, right. it's it looks very colorful, like the ring. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah. Very good. And I link as many calendars as I can together. I share calendars with people um, because my mom's always asking what you're doing. I'm like, mom, I literally have no idea what I'm doing in two hours because I'm zoned and I've got a lot of moving parts right now. And so I give access to the calendar. They can put themselves on it. Calendly for, um, or acuity for your business. Let someone put themselves on your calendar. Don't try and find a time and do the things and, and then reschedule, say, Hey, here's my link, find a time that works for you. Um, in your business side of things, you can block off amounts of time where if you only want to have two, you know, slots open a day, you'll know you won't get overworked. You'll know it's during the blocks that you're already doing and preparing for. And then at least in the personal side of things, I like to keep a weekly one where I fill in all the things in color code. It does take a minute, but the kids will look at it, see, and if they don't read, I have a kindergartner who's now learning to read, but before that he saw his color. He knew he had something that day, preparing them, prepping them without even telling them you're already putting systems in place for them to keep a little, like learn a little bit more self-sufficiency, learning how some, some self-regulation, like, okay, I've got something. I don't really know what it is because I can't spell or read, but I know that there's something red and then they can ask. And even for you as a parent, if you know that there's colors, you might have a good idea in the back of your head, what's happening. You take a glimpse, you don't even need to read it, but you see colors like, yep, I know I've got two things for two separate kids. I don't know what they are yet, but at least I need to know that I'm going to have to be in that mode. So calendars are huge. I think digital for sure. And if digital fails, if our phones die, having a backup, whether that be, I mean, dry erase is great, but kid will come and don't live and die by a dry erase board. (laughs) That's why I put it up on the, the, so ours, I was just thinking of this, um, like maybe a year and a half ago when we started doing like activities for our daughter, we got one of those dry erase boards, but we specifically put it like way up high and granted, I know eventually she'll get tall enough and you know, I mean, she's already like only a foot shorter than I am, I feel like. Um, but, you know, maybe a little bit more. But I put it up on the the top of the fridge because I was like, nope, nope, no, nope. She's not going to because she thought it was like something to play with. But I was thinking as you were talking, you know, we've got all these different color markers and I usually use just the same one. Um, I need to start using like assigning her a color, which would be pink because she loves pink. Um, and as you said. She's sticking to that um, for the rest of her life. Uh, I need to start, you know, putting her stuff in her color so that and and kind of getting her used to that as well so that it's not just me. Although even even with other people, I'm just kind of like, we have this. And well, why didn't know that? Well, I'm like, look, look at the calendar. Yeah, I think we'll I look at the calendar because usually it's, you know, let me check it. My mom has one that she writes everything in, but it drives me insane when she's like, I need to get home and check my calendar. Like, put it on your phone. Well, Two. very. <laughs> yes. Yes. My mom has a calendar, but she has it's like those little books that she gets at the bank. And it's like, got, so at least she she does have it with her and she can like pull, pull it out because, yes, that would drive me nuts. I got to go home and check the calendar, which, you know, I'm sure we I'm sure back in the day was the whole thing. But yes, I I understand that. So you made a really good 
point of, of the three different things. And you really tied it back, I think, well, too, in terms of our um, in, in terms of looking at our businesses too, specifically social media, you were talking about having like a pro- process in place when it comes to like, do you believe in like auto posting and stuff like mm. that? I love this yeah. question. So we're going to get a little technical here. It's really fun. Um, algorithms and all the fun things, right? We all talk about those things, right? Everyone now has a planner. I actually just posted something this week on how Instagram now, if you have a public platform or business page, it'll allow you now to schedule through Instagram. You can finally go up in advanced settings and you can tap schedule posts and it'll let you schedule away now on Instagram before they were not, didn't play well with others. And the one thing you need to know about scheduling posts, I am a big fan of content creation and content planning. I have a whole content creation calendar where you can go and it's a training where you can take one thing and you theme it out. And this is where you need to post and where and how and what. If you have a calendar and a planner and a scheduler, great, do it, put it, set it, forget it. The key to the planners that everyone feels like they get dinged on by social media platforms is because I have a scheduler, I don't get as much um, feedback or I don't get as many likes and comments because uh, the key to getting Instagram engagement and comments and likes and moving your content through the algorithm, you have about 10 minutes to do that from the time you post. You have about 10 minutes to really get it going, or it's just going to stop because the algorithm is going to see it's boring and no one likes it and it's going to stop showing it. With scheduled posts, you, okay, scheduled for noon, great. Don't have to worry about posting today. So what happens? We don't get on before we post it when it gets posted, and then after to engage with the post that you do push through at noon. We just say, oh, we posted today. I'm going to get on later and talk about it. Your 30-minute window is gone. Like it's done. Instagram, Facebook, whatever has already determined where you were going to go. And so it's a it's it's a false thing on that Instagram or these things favor live posting versus scheduled. It's not. They can't tell the difference. It's It knows if you're on there engaging and trying to push it and then on after trying to get it going, whether or it's just getting posted and it's sitting and, and whatever. It's called posting ghost. You post it, you leave. Same concept. So I strongly recommend if your social media game is lacking or you're not confident or you've lost some confidence in doing it is get on 10 minutes before that post is scheduled. So put it in your calendar. You don't have to think and write the caption and do all the things. It's already ready to go, but be ready for that post. Get on there, start liking people or tapping the hearts of all the comments on yours because people have their notifications. And then what happens is they're going to pick their phone up, see a notification. And hopefully it's in within that five to 10 minutes that your post goes live. And then they'll see it because it'll be on the top of their feed and then they'll engage and then you push it through and you'll see a lot more traction that way. So I'm a big thing for scheduled posts, but you need to use it right. I think it's really interesting because I do that exact thing. I'm like, oh, wait, am I posting? I totally post and ghost. Yeah. It's so bad. Because you want to push it because it's going to see how much activity it's going to have and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those things are businesses. 
They want people on those platforms. If your stuff's not keeping them on there, they're not going to push it. They're going to find something else that's better and keep pushing in that one instead, which is why it's essential if you are going to be specific. And, and, you know, everyone's like, what's the best time to post? The best time to post is for you. And the best time for you is to do it when you have 30 minutes to really do it the right way. Because it's, if you have one that you do and then the next day you forget, it's better for you just to not post at all. Skip the day yeah, and let it be because um, it, it's a mis, it, it's, it's a misconception on scheduling posts. I think it's great for productivity. You got your content, you know what you're doing, write all the captions, do all the things, schedule it. Then you don't have to think about it and you just have to get on and engage it. Maybe remind yourself, but you're posting. Cause if you did 30 days out, you might not remember, but you know, I am a strong believer in that. And a quick time saving tip for those who hate those. Instagram. So the keyboard feature has uh, on iPhones, at least Androids too, um, have uh, shortcuts. So you use a lot of hashtags, but you hate typing them out, or maybe you go to your notes and you copy and paste the ones. Yes. Right. And that's an extra step. So what I've done is after I had all of my hashtags researched, all the things have it in my notes, I ended up taking it's minor, middle and, ma- ma- and major hashtags, right? Those big mega ones, 500 and over 500,000 and over. You got your minors, which are pretty much your brand specific and your middle of the road. I go into my keyboard, I go to shortcuts and I created minor. I literally just have to type M-I-N-O-R as the word. And then in the phrase or the thing that's going to spit it out are all of those hashtags. Oh my yeah, I've seen something on TikTok where someone was able to create like an automation in their phone where anytime right. they typed at, at, it then filled in for her email address. Right. Which is her designated shortcut that she's given exactly. herself. So I have minor, I have middle, and I even think I just have to start typing MID and it comes up as an autofill and then mega. And then what I do is I let it spit them all out. There's no typos. And then I can go back and take out the ones that aren't relevant, but at least they're all there. And you save so much time. You don't have to go back and like, look at the, oh man, I put an E when there's supposed to be an I. (laughs) That makes so much sense. So much sense that I and now and now that's going to be what I'm spending the rest of my day on is figuring out how to add those in there. So even uh, templates are things that you consistently text back to people. Yeah, it's in there just to have. You just sound to- so totally organized. Can you please run my life? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if people want to find out more about you uh, and uh, chaos and cookies, where can they where can they go? So my website's chaosandcookies.com. Um, I share a lot of social media and productivity things also on Instagram at chaos and cookies and I'm at the Heather Greco. It's more of a personal one. Um, and then I'm on Facebook and TikTok. Um, not so much right now. Q2, watch out. I'll be more. And then I have a podcast, chaos and cookies podcast where I share a bunch of stuff as well. So we're looking forward to everybody going and checking out all those great links again you can find those on the show notes if you didn't catch what heather was just saying heather thank you so much for being with us today and we're excited to have you back actually on the next episode thank you and if someone wants to get started on that manual or that chaos control system we spoke about earlier it's again it's pdf so you type all your stuff out you print it 
So then you don't have to change everything. So if something changes, you just go back in and change the one thing and print the page. Um, there's a pocket playbook for free that you can download to get started on your essentials at, um, it, you'll have, you already have the link in the show notes or it's also on the website. I'll be checking that out. Definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. So I like how she talks about having a plan for, you know, the household in a way that you would almost have a plan for your business. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was, um, and I think I, I think I'm, I do this, uh, but the whole idea of being like having the routine, but yet having the flexibility to address the issues that may come up, but within that, like almost being prepared to handle them. Like what's going to happen if you have to take a call at this time, or what's going to happen when you can't get dinner on mm-hmm. the table. Um, so I liked her idea of the time blocking, which I, which I pretty much do. I have a time block calendar, um, now that I've been using. Um, but within that, you know, I have specific times where I only do specific tasks and usually those specific tasks relate to other people. So it's like facing my call times or setting aside time for podcast recording. Like nobody else can book me during that time. So maintaining that, um, but also understanding that, oh, there might be some flexibility that comes up and how to handle that. So I think that was my one of my biggest um, takeaways. Obviously, I don't have kids. So I feel like a lot of this um, is very important for our audience that has kids. And I think that's going to be right. really helpful. So um, but for me, that was that was my biggest takeaway. I would agree with you, especially on the calendar situation and the time blocking. and. Um, for me, flexibility is, is, has become huge. Um, you know, I had, we, you know, I, she kind of talked about the unpredictability that happened in her household. I came from a house where everything was very unpredictable for a lot of different reasons. Um, a lot of, you know, some of them very natural. Um, and so when I became an adult, I became a much more, it's funny. I, I went from being very like, um, uh, spontaneous to being much much more structured about my life and i feel like having ariel like through that monkey wrench in the best way possible into that structure that i had kind of established for myself and for our house like i'm not going to say we were completely organized like what she's talking about um you know our house is a mess and it always has been it's not just because we have a kid or um anything like that but you know i i kind of come up with a structure uh and now having a child yes it it definitely throws all these different things your way you know there's there's all of a sudden you know there's a doctor's appointment because somebody's not feeling well or there's an you know god forbid there's an emergency room visit like one day i had something planned and i had to cancel it because ariel ended up herself up in the emergency room you know and obviously those are extreme examples you know what she was talking about was also just like you know somebody shows up on the doorstep just to have a cup of coffee or something like that and that happens um so being flexible is definitely key and and applying that to your business as well because i feel like so many people they don't necessarily fail in their business but maybe they aren't as successful as they could be if they were if they had just and like allowed a little flexibility allowed and then i think also ties back to like open being open-minded about things and not so like 
Mm-hmm. This has to happen at this time because, you know, I'm a bi- I'm big in this year, big on this year with uh, being open minded and open to all the possibilities and opportunities mm-hmm. I love in that. life. Yeah. Trying, trying. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. They, make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. And you can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. If you have any comments or if you'd like to send a guest suggestion our way, you can also email us, cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at FashionablyKate & Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.